You witnessed it firsthand. You saw it in the natural. It's proven with medical data, and I'm affirming it with my word. Make no mistake. Your son was gone, and I raised him. This is the Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to part two of Angelique's story, Raise My Son. This episode is done in partnership with 611 Network, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the fight against human trafficking. The Unseen Story is a nonprofit that relies on financial support from listeners like you. Please visit our website, theunseenstory.org, to find out how you can partner with us today. Everybody's in the room. We're looking at the brain monitor. Nothing. And he's just there. And then I literally said to him, Austin, do you know your mother is speaking to you right now? And he slowly nodded his head yes. And that's when his brain activity came back. And within four hours, he was drinking water, completely extubated, totally, like, coherent, everything. Obviously, there was no medical plan for Austin. They truly believed he was, you know, not coming home with us. And so the next two weeks were us being stuck in Minnesota with them trying to figure out what was the next step. They ended up finding out what was wrong with his heart. That put him into cardiac arrest. He had a blocked coronary artery. And so they um, went through and they did reconstructive surgery on that October 30th of 2018. He's since gone back and had his ejection fractions, uh, ejection fraction checked. And he's literally walking around functioning as a normal human being with an ejection fraction of 22% which statistically speaking, he should be bedridden and basically dehabilitated in a bed waiting for a heart transplant. But yet God has him being a walking miracle, walking around, doing life. The ironic thing about the whole thing was I had not been in that area in probably 20 years. Three weeks prior to this happening, I was in St. Paul, Minnesota, where Austin was at in the hospital, for an anti-trafficking conference. And I went there. It was uh, the Just Faith um, Summit for anti-trafficking. And um, I had met a lot of people locally from St. Paul. One happened to be a pastor. And two weeks after we were there, um, I felt the Lord tell me that I had to go to church on Sunday and that I just needed to go and I needed to be in his presence and be in community and just go to church. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I don't know anybody in St. Paul, Minnesota. And he says, yes, you do. I strategically put you here three weeks ago for that anti-trafficking summit. Call Amanda or email Amanda is her name. And um, so I did. I reached out on email. I said, hey, I happen to be in the area. My son went through the story a little bit. And I said, but I really am looking to go to church tomorrow. not sure where your church is located. Can you connect me? And uh, she said, oh, yeah, we're actually a mile and a half from the hospital. It's called Awaken Community Church. And we happen to be having an outdoor service tomorrow at Raspberry Island. And she gave me all the information. And so I went. I walked to the church outdoor service in Raspberry Island, and it's literally surrounded by the Mississippi River. 
and they did an outdoor service on this this prairie-like land, and um, it was Resurrection Sunday. They taught from Ezekiel 37 and Psalm 23, and then they did baptism in the Mississippi River. And um, it was just totally crazy, talking about the resurrection of life, dying to old, raising in the new. The very next day, I came home on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I got up to do my devotion, and I went out in the backyard very early. And I just started off praising the Lord, just thank you, Lord, just kind of processing everything that had happened over the last two weeks, just really just taking it to the feet of the Lord. And I said, thank you for healing my son. And in that moment, the Lord said to me, I did not heal your son. He still has the thorn in his flesh, just as Paul did. And I happen to be in St. Paul, Minnesota as well. So little connection there. And he goes, I raised him. There is a difference. And he says, go back and read Ezekiel 37 right now. And so literally, I'm just like heart pounding, like, what is all this? And I open my Bible to Ezekiel 37, and I start reading. Uh, and the Lord said to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, prophesy over the dry bones, dry bones rise. So Ezekiel prophesied over the dry bones, dry bones rise. And as I'm reading those scriptures, it was like God transported me back to the emergency room. And he said, who did I put in the emergency room with my son? I said, me. And he goes, yes, because you are faithful and true to pray. What did I have you pray over my son? And it just hit me. Holy Spirit in me, raise my son. And what did I have Ezekiel say? Dry bones rise. He goes, when my word is spoken, it does not return void. I raised your son. And it was just in that moment where you have the medical data that shows you, you, you witness firsthand the miracle, and then God still reaffirms it through his word. Like, do not forget what I just did. You witnessed it firsthand. You saw it in the natural. It's proven with medical data, and I'm affirming it with my word. Make no mistake. Your son was gone, and I raised him. So I truly believe that God put those people there to orchestrate the immediate resuscitation of his heart in the airport with proper administration of CPR, getting the blood flow to the brain. So even though he was clinically brain dead, the preservation of his brain function, you know, from a natural perspective, CPR, that blood to the brain, all of that, um, I believe that God provided those people, provisioned those people. So Austin was fumbling with his ticket, trying to figure out where he's trying to go in the airport. There was a lady and her son who just happened to be watching Austin. They were just kind of looking at him, watching him, noticing that he was fumbling. And then next thing you knew, he just collapsed, went straight down. And in that moment, she immediately just got up and ran over to him and started to try to figure out what was going on with him. They thought he was having seizures just based on how he was, you know, responding right then and there. And then a couple minutes into it, he lost full control of his bladder. And then that's when she realized it's his heart. Something's going on with his heart because he just lost function. In the middle of all of this, they were joined by two more people 
they were joined by a technologist who just happened to be um, passing by who took Austin's thumb, thumb and put it on his phone to open his phone so they could start to understand who they could contact to learn who he was. The other person who came on scene was an EMT from Atlanta. So high volume, high crisis like person. The physician's assistant who was first on scene, she answered the phone and it comes up mom. So she's like, okay, mom, this is what's happening. She was very, very calm. Um, talk to me, tell me all about your son. Da, da, da. Let me tell you what we're doing right now. And she started giving me a play by play of what was happening until the police got there. And then the sergeant got on the phone with me and then he started to talk to me. And it was just like play by play. Like, this is what we're doing. Then there was a, a period where we had to get off the phone because they needed to focus. And then they, they called me back and um, let me know when it was okay to get on the airplane. So he went into cardiac arrest at 7.31. And I was to him in the ER around by 10 o'clock. So maybe 9.30. I mean, it was fast. I mean, I literally... God put me on a plane right as it was getting ready to take off. They put me on the plane and closed the door and left. The woman who, the, um, the PA, her son had died the year prior, same age as Austin. And she believed that God used this to actually bring a source of healing to her because that was obviously extremely traumatic for their family, what they walked through for the last year. The brother who was there with the mom in the airport was a part of the, he ran and got the AED, like he was a part of saving Austin's life. And, you know, I also believe that God used that situation to bring healing to them. So Austin's doing amazing today. He's working. He's starting school. Uh, he's taken the last year off just to get through everything, but he's starting up school again in September. So he's super excited about that. He definitely has short-term memory things. Now that started back in 2011 with a totally different story where he met God the Father, which is a whole nother miracle. Uh, but he, since he went into cardiac arrest in 2011, he was out for six minutes. And when he came back out of that a week later, uh, he did suffer short-term memory loss. So he has to be really intentional to use his phone, use his calendar to remind him of when he needs to take his medicine. If he has to-dos, he has to have it in a calendar. So that's how he keeps himself organized. Um, outside of that, sometimes it takes him a little longer to, if you ask him a question, it might take him a few minutes literally to come up with the word combination that he wants to use to really articulate it the right way, as opposed to just answering the question immediately. So I would say the processing, although a normal conversation, you would never know it, but when he goes to apply himself or when it comes to that short-term memory pull-up, you can see it. But physically, nothing about Austin should be. Like even him going to school, walking, even right now, right now with an ejection fraction of 22%. Nothing makes sense. He continues to be. And I think the thorn, I want to touch on the thorn. The thorn is important because Paul said he prayed and he prayed and he prayed that God would remove the thorn. We don't know what the thorn is. He doesn't actually say. But he says that God kept it there to keep him humble, 
right? So he could continue to live out in the name of the Lord and to bring the Lord glory. And I believe that the thorn is kept to continue to bring God glory. But the mere fact that Austin has a heart function that is basically next to non-functioning, that is a thorn. That is the thing that we all, from a human standpoint, worry about. And we just want it to go away. We want to fix it. We want to just make it perfect, but we can't. And it's a thorn in him. But by the nature of his heart functioning at 22%, and he's still fully functional as an adult, is bringing God glory. It's a walking testimony of the power of the Holy Spirit in him that's sustaining him, like real-time live. Just like the Holy Spirit sustained Paul, period, (laughs) he is sustaining Austin period. He didn't remove the thorn. It's still very much there. And that thorn is, it affirms the power of the testimony, right? We come to faith by hearing the testimony. You hear the the testimony of the miracles and we we have medical data to prove it. But you can't deny the power of Christ in Austin because Austin shouldn't even be walking like right now with that heart, that, that ejection fraction, that thorn is living proof of the power of the Lord, right? Yeah. It's hard to, like, explain, but it's there. So sometimes when we pray, you know, we pray for a certain thing. God's ways are not our ways. Our th- you know, his thoughts are not our thoughts. As a parent, I would pray it away. But by the va- very nature of praying it away, actually removes the living miracle. And that's the summary (laughs) of the craziness of the last year. Thank you for listening. We believe that God drew you to this podcast today. We pray that you would ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that He is trying to tell you through this story? We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share His stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org.